Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Superbia, Superbia, you border on the Adriatic. Good afternoon, evening, uh, morning, wherever you may be around this wide world of ours. It's time for Dueling Reviews. It's Baltimore, it's 642. Actually, it's probably like 809 in Baltimore. And who knows what time it is in Arizona. Those freaks can't even get their, their time right. Actually, I think well, they, they got it right. right. They, Everybody else is just doing it wrong. Crazy for <laughs> well, in Arizona, you live in the desert, so you don't want to be up for an extra Yeah, hour. exactly. And frankly, daylight savings time is kind of an invention of the old farmer mentality of, oh, no, there aren't lights everywhere. Right, right, right. Even though, you know, it's really I, weird. You know, the hmm. lights on tractors have been around since, you know, the 1920s where they were actually okay. working overnights. Uh, again, go watch that Dust Bowl documentary by Ken Burns. Got a lot about that in there. Fascinating, yeah, fascinating a lot of stuff. Slow pans of sepia tone footage. Uh, they actually have say, a lot of film footage. Your Hortense. They have all this rare footage of um, film of the dust dust storms rolling in. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. It's really creepy it to watch. Creepy, creepy stuff. My grandma actually had pictures. Oh yeah, I'm sure of our family in the dust bowl, and they she took a picture from the back porch and apparently took an hour and a half. Oh, for the uh, dust to rolling. Oh, just because yeah. it's so dark. No, for to take the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a daguerreotype or some crap. But you can't see anything. Yeah. Literally just nothing. Black. Yeah, and yeah. they have ropes to lead you around the farm. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. But we're not here to talk about uh, Ken Burns. We're not here to talk about the Dust Bowl. We are here this week to talk about comic books, as we do each and every week. Now, last week was a uh, holiday. And holiday. Uh, so we were glad that we were able to get a new issue out. Typically, what we want to do is uh, talk about a brand new comic out this week so that you can judge for yourself and listen and and do all that uh, thing that you guys do so well. But unfortunately, we have, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, we have a bunch of over-eager writers at uh, Major Spoilers, and I'm of the mind that we don't review a book twice, unless it's a dueling review. And man, all these little scamps got onto the the system and claimed all the books that I wanted to read. They were. And Holy crap. Talk about the. Well, there's uh well, we, I guess we could have done Chew 30 since you had that down. But uh, there was this new Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi uh, book yeah. that came out this week. Batman Inc. Nowhere Men. Ghostbusters Ongoing. This is the one I think introduces the uh, girl Ghostbusters. I wanted to jump all over masks. Masks number one from Dynamite Entertainment. All snatched up by our fine writer. So if you're looking for these reviews, you can head over to Majorspoilers.com. They will be appearing over the next week. A lot of good stuff. So what Matthew and I decided, because it was such a short week last week and uh, not a lot was happening, we decided we would pick a book from last week. And one book that's garnered kind of a lot of attention from various sources. Uh, I was trying to do some research on, I, I thought that this was an award-winning book uh, not too long ago, but uh, we went up from Boom Did Studios. Did Harvey or something? I don't know. We, uh, that's the problem. And you and I were talking about this uh, earlier. Uh, this week we picked up uh, a book from last week, Gra- Gra- Grace Randolph's Suburbia. Superbia. Superbia. Not Suburbia. Su- 
Although it is, although it this is a super. Yes, see, because you know why? Because all these superheroes live in the suburbs, and this is their life. I guess if you were gonna, you can't read this, Steve. It's got superheroes in it. It's inherently bad. Oh, I didn't say that. Uh, but it is different. This is, is the only way that I can classify this is Cougar Town meets uh, Heroes. I would say that this is this is of kind of of a piece for me with Common Grounds and Noble Causes from about six years ago. It's kind oh, of a yeah, superhero. Yeah. It's super a super a super super soap opera right, behind right. the scenes of a superhero comic. Mm-hmm. Super soper, super soper. Meet the real super housewives soper. of Earth's greatest super team, the Metal Legion. It's the egos, Da-da-da. the tantrums, and the betrayals of the superset. Find out what happens behind the mask as superhero families are faced with the sordid problems of everyday life, and then some. This is from star writer Grace Randolph, who uh, did Marvel's uh, Nation X and Heroes, the 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 her the heroes with the you know the girl heroes the girl book yeah 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 the girl book that wasn't a bad book actually. I didn't read it I'm thinking I think you I think girl you comics it. was the one that turned me off yeah Fear, yeah or her heroes wasn't that was the one where they were in high school it was basically like Teen Avengers which was kind of cool. oh okay so there was a volume that came out already there's a trade uh, collection of this that you can get through our link um, our Amazon.com link over at Majorspoilers.com. This is a new ongoing series. And so Matthew and I have not read the the previous book, although I was considering it for a, um, a future uh, uh, trade during the Major Spoilers podcast. But n- notice the keyword there was I was thinking about that. Um, so we're kind of dropped into this world of meta heroes mm-hmm. and they follow the tropes. I mean, the very first and people that meta. you. Yes, they are. The they very are first very, person that you meet meta. Is what's his name? Not Omni Man, but uh, Sovereign. Sovereign and his ex girlfriend, who is a reporter working for Lois Maine, I think is her name. GBC uh, Broadcasting or something. GBC News, which Haley. is the Haley Harper. She's not. She's not Mois Maine at all. <laughs> GBC she's Rois Rain. GBS News was it? GBS Global Broadcasting Systems. WGBS was? was actually Morgan Edge's television station that Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. In the so that's what you know. They're they're really. Uh, looking at the Superman. Oh, yeah. I mean, here we've got the Superman. I mean, the only one that we don't have, we don't have an Aquaman. We have a Captain America. Um, uh, we have a Batman. Is there a Batman? Which one is he? The Tiger, Leaping uh, Tiger, or whatever his name is? The Kniggit guy, yeah. And it, it's it's meta on a oh, level Night higher Fox, than that. I'm sorry. The opening sequence is Sovereign arguing with Haley, Haley, Lois Lane. Yeah, Lois Lane. Uh, in front of the GBC News Globe, which looks right. remarkably like the Daily Planet Globe. Right, right. Which is kind of cool. And apparently they've broken up because she, or he, the Sovereign, has shacked up with Hella Hart, a former villainess. Hella Hart. Uh, a former villain who has now gone good? She's trying she's trying to become a housewife or trying to live the life of the modern housewife in the suburbs. And she's having a terrible time of it. Apparently, her parole is coming up and uh, she's got to go to a parole hearing to see if they're going to continue to allow her to survive or if she's going to have to be taken down. But uh, she's getting on with the with the sovereign and we get to meet all the other superheroes and their families in this like uh, um, Marine Omega. Yeah, uh, is there. 
He's the Captain America type. Yeah, that's the longer. Captain America type. Then you've got Ruth Smith, the widow of the original Arena Mega Man, Mike Smith. Uh, she's yeah, got some she, superpowers. She's kind of the evil mother-in-law. Character. You got yeah. uh, Batu. Batu, the daughter of the bright Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some interesting characters. We've got... Uh, he's, he's kind of that Steve Trevor archetype. Yeah, yeah. You've got Tia Jenkins, who's married to Dion Jenkins, a.k.a. the Cosmic Champion, Vigilante Gone Domestic. Uh, and She's kind of a hawk girl. Yeah, and then you've got the Night Fox character, which I guess is the Batman analog. Yeah. And then Hella, Helen Hart, a.k.a. Hella. Uh, and a bunch yeah, of other that. people. And, and they're going through their daily lives. I mean, um, so we've already talked about the Hella Hart and, and her ordeal of, of having to go up with parole and trying to wear something that looks nice. And I guess all the, the, the wives, I shouldn't say wives, the significant others of the heroes all have weekly get togethers where they can talk about being married to, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, what are these called? House groups or whatever they're called. Block, block groups. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. Sort of right? a block. Yeah. A block group or a, like a, a what do you call Support that? group kind yeah, of. It's not qu- quite a support group, but it's like, I don't know. I, I I don't have an equivalent here where I live, and I'm sure you don't either. But it's where a bunch of the mothers and wives and husbands of all the stay-at-home people gather, and they talk about kids and relationships and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But they do this, and you see their problems. And one uh, wife is just so enamored with her husband, she can't leave him alone. Um, then we find out that the, uh, the Batman equivalent is... Uh, uh, having a homosexual relationship with Agent Twilight, who looks a lot Who's like... sort of kind of Nightwing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say with the ponytail and everything. Um, sort of kind of clearly meant to be Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's, he's actually sort of a, a playboy, gadabout, layabout, jerk Nightwing, in that he seems to be just the guy who, who le- leeches off people. Right, right, right. Which I think is fascinating. And he's, uh, and he's uh, teasing the... Uh, the Batman equivalent's uh, wife along. Uh, they seem to have a playful relationship. And when we're first introduced to those two, we think, oh, well, they're the ones having the affair and the husband's looking out the window all dejected. And it's not until later that you find out that, nope, it's uh, it's those two that are that are having the affair. Uh, and then there's some domestic uh, issues with. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uta Uatu and uh, the Princess of the Moon. And her wanting to take the children to Mongolia, and that uh, upsets the husband because he doesn't think they need to go. And then, of course, there's some villain lurking in the in the shadows, a mirror master kind of guy lurking from hell that we get introduced to. I got to tell you, lurk, lurk. because I don't know what's going on in this story, because I don't know what's going on in volume one, I really don't know. I mean, we can be dropped into this. I guess that's okay. I was kind of confused because they're introducing so many characters. I mean, there's probably a dozen characters, Matthew, that we're introduced to and we're oh, expected yeah. to know who they are. And as we go from page to page and we flip back from household to household uh, in different situations, we're trying to keep it all straight in our head. And I just found it incredibly difficult to do that. Well, I think that they're leaning pretty heavily on the fourth wall that we know these archetypes. Right. We know Sovereign and Haley's relationship, by extension, mm-hmm. is basically Clark and Lois's pre-crisis, pre-marriage, whatever you want to call it, right. relationship. We know that Night Fox has sort of that, you know, Nightwing vibe on the side. And mm-hmm. 
I mean, that part kind of works for it. I yeah. agree that it was a little difficult to just jump into volume two, but I kind of got the feeling that this uh, was one of those. It was either one of those. We're going to renumber it to get some more sales or it's a series of mini series to begin with. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think I really I don't know if I want to, but I think I need to go and read the uh, the first volume just so I can kind of get some things straight. I mean, everything's pretty cut and dried. But we don't know why um, uh, Marine Omega's wife is so fangirlish. Evil. Well, no, she's not evil. She's just like, oh, I can't believe my husband is so great. Oh, I can't uh, believe the how original Marine Omega's yeah, the, the, wife. Yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. She's evil. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with that. We don't really know why the relationship between uh, Metzger, the maid of Abatu, uh, we don't know why they're having troubles, and we don't mm. know, you know, why he's freaking out about his family. Uh, dynamic. We're just kind of given these little glimpses here and there. And I think the, probably the biggest story that makes sense is the relationship between agent twilight and, um, um, night Fox, uh, the Batman guy. I think that's the one that makes the most sense because again, we don't know why the sovereign is with Helen, uh, Hart. We don't know why he's, he's with the bad guy other than she's blonde and she's pretty. And you know, all the things that you want in that kind of trophy wife kind of way. Um, and so it, for me, it was a little hard getting into the story when we're just giving so many quick slices of all these people's lives in the 22 pages or the 24 or 22 pages that were given. Yeah. And I mean, each, each of those pages essentially has a new character attached to it. Right. If we're looking at, you know, seven couples that right there is 14 main characters, Mm -hmm. not to mention ancillary characters and, you know. But I think it, they do a really good job of showing us who's what. And starting with the the Sovereign and Haley scene is really strong because even if you've never read this before, like, you know, I haven't, you go into that and you're like, okay, this is telling me what I need to know. Right. This is a meta statement or a deconstruction or a reconstruction of superhero iconography that we know. Mm-hmm. There's your Superman. There's your Lois Lane. Then, you know, as you go through it, you see – the fanboy wife being fanboyish and the evil wife being, you know, sinister mm-hmm. and the sovereign being just a colossal jerk ass. Yeah. Kind of like Superman. I mean, he is Superman and the, you know, you get the, uh, the slash fiction that people have always wanted for years with Batman and, and yeah. Nightwing. Uh, I mean, Which so it's all, it's, it's all there. Clever oh yeah. And I didn't have a problem with any of, I mean, I really don't have a problem with any of the relationships or the dynamics that they're trying to set up. It's just so much thrown at you at once. It's kind of like, I don't know what, what season, uh, the housewives of, um, whatever it is. Cougar town are 3,200. Okay. First of all, Cougar town is not a real housewives. Show. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know. I don't watch Cougar any of that town stuff. Is, what's the one with, actually, uh, what's the one with, Cougar uh, Bruce Springsteen's girly girl real housewives is scripted, but they tell us not to. Okay. Bruce so Springsteen, yeah, I remember in, in the dancing in the you know, where he pulls her up on the stage and she's dancing and then she's got into friends and all that Courtney stuff. Courtney Cox. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What what show Cougar, is that? Is that Cougar Town? Cougar Town. Okay. What but season is that on? It's, it's eight. Let's it's, are you serious? Season eight? I don't know. Well, okay. So reading this is like jumping if it really is eight seasons. Reading okay. this first book felt like jumping into the middle of the fifth season of a long running series. Uh, an eight-year series like Cougar Town. If I'd ever I would watched agree anything that we, like it that. It feels like you're jumping in media res for sure. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that works. What 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 didn't work in this book for you? I mean, I, my biggest complaint is just being inundated with so much at once that it really requires a couple of reads to just line up all the dynamics. I think my biggest complaint is probably an artistic one. Yeah, and I think that's probably part of the problem, too. And it feels well, it feels like the, the story is playing these tropes really straight and sovereign being a jerk to his lowest lane is played as this is dramatic Mm -hmm. but the art just feels very kind of cartoony and light and and fun kind of like uh, judd winnick in his barry ween phase where Mm. everything is just kind of like derpy derp Mm -hmm. not in a bad way i mean it's it's good art and it's very representational there's one sequence of hella heart where she's seeing something on television um, the parents of one of her former victims right. talking about how she shouldn't. And the look in her face in the last panel is just utter horror and revulsion and kind of a, oh my God, did I do that? Yeah, yeah. How can this is what Which people is think brilliant. of? Brilliant. Yeah. But uh, from, I, I guess, from a perspective of feeling finished, feeling, you know, as down to earth as the story is being told. Mm hmm. I, I would like an art style that feels more down to earth, that feels more average, run of the mill, suburban back issue kind of thing, you know, something that makes it feel like, yes, these were superheroes or in some cases still are superheroes, but they're not being superheroes right now. They're just the guy down the street. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's some of these panels that I look at and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this kind of art in. 92. Does that make sense? You're going to go there. Well, I mean, kind oh. of, kind of. I mean, it really feels he like the nineties. It, it kind of feels like the indie uh, books that we read in the late eighties and early nineties. I can see that. There are overtones artistically of uh, Bill Willingham's art on elementals. Yeah, here, there is. Yeah. Which I think are, are calculated and, and used well. I feel like the the down to earth the the homey this is the people next door who used to be superheroes aspect mm-hmm. is is present here but it's not played as strongly as I'd like to see it. There's yeah. still kind of a wild and crazy wacky anything well, that's can the, happen and you're going to fly off to uh, Timbuktu with your mom who's also Wonder Woman. Well, but I think that that is and I, and I think all the heroes are still heroes. That's why we're looking at the the others, how the other half live, so to to uh, borrow a phrase, uh, how the the wives and the significant others uh, live in this world, and it's very much a soap opera. You know, while yeah. the while the heroes are away, what do these people do? And they play, and they argue, and they catfight, and they plan, and they scheme, and you know, have marital problems and relationship problems, and you know, from that standpoint. I like the idea of the story. Um, you know, I, I like that idea of the story. I guess I can just say it there. But yeah, maybe it's the art that kind of gets thrown off and makes it a little bit wonky for me. You know, if it had been done in the style of the cover, um, I think everything would have been a little bit better, or either one of the two covers. Um, but it's something different. And that always kind of bothers me when you see the, the cover and you're like, oh, this is great art. And then you open it up and it's by somebody totally different. Yeah. That bothers you, doesn't it? Haven't you commented yeah. on that before? Oh, absolutely. I, I talk about that all the time. And the primary cover for this issue, the one that, that I've seen in all the solicits. Right. You know, it looks it, it looks the way I would expect you'd want to play this. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I'm not. It's kind sure, of a very uh, fables. It's kind of a very fableish co- cover. You know, if you yeah, if you, that would be that would be for me a more, not even more successful because it's not as though they're unsuccessful in the interior. But I think something that would really capture that flair of this is supposed to be the reality behind the superhero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, of course, there's the alternate cover that looks like it came right off of the latest Grim Fairy Tales. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the well. with the tight blouse and all that stuff and the stockings. Yeah. Um, but that style, the art style that that I see on that second cover reminds me a lot. If I were to look at that and didn't see any of the text dressing and just saw the image, I'd say, "Oh, that is either a Boom book or, and I know Boom is going to hate me for saying this, or a Blue Water book. Uh, you know, like Isis or um, whatever their other one is. They've got Isis and something else that kind of have that style." in that. So, and that's not a dig because I would instantly recognize that as, Oh, this is a boom title. If I were to right. look at the first cover and that was indicative of the art inside, I would say, Ooh, this is a, uh, you know, this is a vertigo or this is a, uh, you know, um, uh, IDW, uh, book. Uh, and then of course, if she was topless, I'd say, Oh, that's a dynamite book. Yeah. <laughs> She wouldn't be totally topless. They'd no, have, they like, have the pasties. Shadows. Yes, those roses would be strategically placed in the right spot. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I kind of am in the mind that I want to read the first trade just to see how this all got started and to see if the trade really is um, deserves the attention that uh, launched this second series. Um, and part of me wants to read a second issue of this just to see what happens next. And this is, I think, kind of why this this book kind of works, because back in the in the 80s, during the summertime, my parents were cool with me not working, even though I would I would get jobs. And so I'd work late afternoon and into the evening. Uh, so during the day, my friend and I would just kick back and do nothing. And so we I'd go over to his house in the morning. And soon as the monkeys were done playing on TV, uh, it would it would be time to turn over to CBS and watch. Um, which is the one that had cricket and the all the, the other bold stuff. The bold and the no, the young and the restless. young and the restless would be on because that's what his mom that's wanted to watch. One. And so the first couple of times, uh, you know, the first like week of us just sitting around gabbing Victor. and that being on, yeah, with Victor, uh, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. This is really dumb. And then about the second week, it's like, eh, I'll put up with this. And then about the third week, it was like, hey, we're we gonna watch Young and the Restless. Oh, it's a rerun today. And then the next week, it's like, so tell me more about these characters because you slowly get drawn in. And that's what you know. Right. You, you've mentioned before, and a lot of people have mentioned before that comic books are uh, soap operas, and this one yeah. is a prime Very example much. of that. Very much so. Interesting aside, Eric Braden, who plays Victor, mm-hmm. was a, a, a member of the cast of the Rat Patrol years earlier. Oh, yeah, I remember under, that show. Under his original German name, which was apparently Jürgen Gürgenkirchen or something. <laughs> but uh, going back to this, yeah, this is very much a soap opera story with it wearing a superhero suit. And yeah, I yeah. like that. I loved Noble Causes when Noble Causes was out and about because – yeah, that it was, was the... all of those tropes mm-hmm. rolled up together, but playing it in a superhero background right. made made the superheroes seem somehow fresher. It was something we hadn't seen a thousand times before. And it's why I, you know, get in the point of saying, stop calling them comic book movies. Right. They're not comic book movies. They're movies that feature superhero characters. 
because a comic book movie means, you know, the the rules of the comic book movie. The hero has to get unmasked. The second movie is always a revenge play, you know, and what it comes down to is a series of new cliches. Mm-hmm. This book is getting the attention that it gets because it's playing with tropes that don't belong to superheroes. Right. It's basically going out in the backyard and, you know, building a dirt fort out of Legos or mm-hmm. better yet, building a Lego fort out of dirt. There you go. And it's playing with these tropes in a way that is fresh because we don't see we don't see Superman slapping Lois and calling her a foolish bimbo and right, right. flying off to sleep with Catwoman. Right. But we see that from, you know, we see that from Victor Kiriakis and we see that from all of these characters. Ridge Forrester. I love mm-hmm. that name. Luke and Laura. Everyone on everyone on the Bold and the Beautiful is named after a feature of geography. There's Ridge and Thorn <laughs> and Brook and uh, Pond. And so uh, what's their their butler's name is Arroyo, I think. So what's the bottom line here, Matthew? Is this a book and to pick up? There's a guy called Anal Fisher, I think. God, yeah, it's not even a geographic feature. <laughs> it depends on what your geographic. I guess. I would say yes. It's definitely worth looking into. And I too want us. I want to see volume one. I think All we right, should put we'll, it on. Then I'll put it on. I don't think we should do it like immediately. I think we should do it at a point when it would really torture Zach and Rodrigo. Well, see, that's the thing. We either do it not this upcoming week, but the week after, or we have to wait uh, all the way until mid-January. I say we wait till mid-January because okay. I want to get I want to get the kids' opinions on it. I want to. <laughs> I want. Opinions. I want Robin and Nightwing to have their say. <laughs> <laughs> See, you get to be Batman because you're the, you're the guy in charge. You you have the, the power of the checkbook. Uh-huh. And I get to be – I think I get to be Superman because <laughs> I you're... have a different – yeah. I have you're, a hero because you're a strange – because you are a strange being from another world? A strange visitor from another neighborhood. But I am of equal stature to you without the big checkbook, you see. <laughs> and I have – you know, I have better hair. Yeah. Sure you do. I, you know, I think I, I kind of have talked myself into reading at least another issue of this and agreeing that I think we should read the Suburbia book. I think this is an interesting book to pick up. I'm probably it's puzzling. It is. But and, it's and, and, puzzling in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can really right now only give this about three and a half stars. That's still really good. Uh, that's yeah. still a really good rating. Um, I think I will go check this out just to see what happens in the second issue. Uh, but three and a half stars for me. What about you? Um, I'm going to say th- three stars. Okay. And part of that is the art does bother me. Yeah. I think that's the big but detractor. I ha- Well, I have that argument because, you know, we've had the discussion of I really love Mike Alred and right, you can right. take or leave him and right. you like, uh, what's his name? Humberto Ramos. Uh, Humberto Ramos and I can take or leave him. And I like I think Chris so, Samney. It's a, kind of it's a personal thing. Love yeah, Samney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Samney, but you know Samney is uh, Samney, and he's a Sam yeah. and a knee. So what? So what's your star rating on this? Three stars. Okay. All right. So he that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Check it out. And you know, if you pay really close attention to the, I mean, if you pay really close attention to the uh, to the costumes, especially mm-hmm. when Nightwing is getting out of the out of the pool, um, uh, you can tell there's probably a reason why Batman's interested in him. Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that in that sequence, he's actually swimming with the retired, the character that I think of as Hawkwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they talk about the cosmic protector and mm-hmm. his retired wife, I mm-hmm. think of, you know, Shara Thal. Right, right. Who is still a butt kicker, but she's no longer a hero, which is kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So before we get out of here, though, Matthew, 
We've got mm-hmm. to get the jump on next week before all the other the, the other kids do. Yeah, so we we've do. got um, some of the items on the list next week. Action Comics 15, Batwing number 15, uh, Detective mm-hmm. Comics number 15. Meh. Uh, come on, man. Oh, Detective I'm Comics. Meh. Yeah. Um, I don't want to Detective comics. I don't I really want. I don't want to read detective comics either. Um, Scooby Doo, where are you? Number twenty eight. Ooh. Um, I don't know if I could even get a hold of that. I don't think it comes to this town. Yeah. Th- those are the books from DC Comics that look interesting. Okay. Uh, from IDW Publishing next week that looks interesting. The uh, Adventures of Augusta Wind. Get it? Augusta Wind. Um, oh, that's, that's clever. <laughs> I get that. Uh, Haunted Horror, TMNT, Transformers, Regeneration 1, number 86. Image Comics we have next week. Put your Baker Righteous Maker, the hardcover. We need to read that on the show. Oh, we do. Yeah. Uh, but but on the main, but on the big show, on the main show. Yeah, that'll, that'll throw Zach into a tizzy. Oh, it will. He won't know what I'll to do I'll be able himself. to tell him who Buford Ooh, T. Justice is. Now we have Invincible 98. Hit which, it. Uh, we've got that. Uh, we've got called Luther it. Luther Strode number one. Oh, you've already called Invincible ninety eight, or you're wanting to do that? No, I, I say we do it right now. We call it. Okay, we've because also got we've I also got the always argue over who gets to review Invincible. We've also got Amazing Spider Man six ninety nine. You know they oh. just killed off Peter Parker, or I'm sorry, they just killed off. They didn't kill Peter. <laughs> Parker. Let's really, actually. I think let's I do actually. Why don't we? Why don't, why don't we just wait and do a seven hundred? And then we can kind of tie 698 and 699 together, even though I think somebody else is already reviewing 699. Um, but that'll get, I think somebody has, I think Zach or Rob has. Um, but, you know, this whole, this whole Rob, big uh, to do with the issue in 698 and the possible killing of Peter Parker and the reveal Peter of the one true Peter Spider-Man. Um, so 700 definitely we will review on this show. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else, but yeah, go do Invincible, uh, Invincible 98 looks like. Uh, okay. Do I need to put it in November or December? December, because it comes out in December. Ooh, I'll put it in December and they can't fight us because we could do Archie, Archie and friends double digest. We should probably do an Archie. I saw one, uh, I saw the, the new issue out today when I was, uh, or yesterday when I was buying Powerball tickets, they had it there at the checkout counter. I wouldn't necessarily do, um. Friend, Pals and Gals Digest, because I'm pretty sure that's all reprints. Oh, the Double Digest stuff? I think the Pals and Gals Digest is, oh, okay. uh, yeah, reprint stuff. But yeah, Life with Archie, I think, is one, if they're still doing that. Hey, when is the George Takei issue of Life with Archie? Is that, that one already? Month? I think that already came out, didn't it? No, it didn't. I don't know then. I would have to look. Um, Let's, hold, it's, it's probably over at do. that one website that people frequent so often. Uh, major spoilers. And while people are over there, if they want to pick up Suburbia ahead of time so that they have a discussion point with us, you can click on that Amazon.com link and uh, go and buy it from there. You get it at the same great price, um, but we get a few cents off of your purchase. Suburbia. That's right. Uh, George Takei signing. We'll see. He just did. Yeah, the book's not this... out yet. I'm almost certain of it. Okay. Uh, okay. George Takei in right. George Takei, George Takei in route to Riverdale. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say the release date on that. 
Hold on. The I'm release still date is not today. You know what I love about uh, oh the signing. So oh yeah, so it must be out next week. Must be out next awesome, week. Awesome. Archie, Archie, or it's Kevin Keller number six is the one. Kevin Keller number Kevin six, Keller number and that is out ne- out next week from uh, Archie Comics. Features the most uh, publicized Archie character in years. Kevin Keller meeting his Star Trek idol George Takei, who is a prominent guest star in this issue. And if you are in the New York area and you want to go meet George, he will be at Midtown Comics in Times Square in the evening of December 5th, 2012, to sign the comic on its release date. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this week's installment of uh, Dueling Reviews. We probably ought to spin this out. Fine. Yeah, we we will spin this out uh, into its own show within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Matthew seems to be here every week, so we can count on him. And so we will make this an ongoing. <laughs> Come rain, shine, or yeah, because I'm always here. That's <laughs> that's me. I'm always here. So it's just a matter of Matthew and his schedule. But we will uh, continue to do this. And if you like this show, let us know in the uh, comment section over at Major Spoilers. If you want to see this show continue, consider making a donation, a one-time donation, a two, five, or ten dollar a month donation, or maybe you just want a really cool pair of headphones to listen to this show in the future. And you can head over to our friends at TweakAudio.com. And uh, they've got uh, some really cool headsets that we've uh, tested out. And when you check out, if you use the checkout code MAJOR, you get one-third off your order. That's from TweakAudio.com. All right, Matthew, thank you so much for being here this week. And listeners, thank you for downloading. And until next time, Matthew will sing us out with more Suburbia Rock-Ons. Suburbia. Suburbia. Major Spoilers is copyright 2012.